You're listening to Inside the Spud Goodman Radio Show. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo! Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the head cheese meister, Mr. Yuletide himself, Spud Goodman! Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and, and let me toss in a Happy Kwanzaa, too. Welcome to Inside the Spud Goodman Radio Show podcast, and on this one, we'll be taking a look way back to our uh, holiday special recorded on 12-19-2014. It was a very festive episode, chock full of Christmassy stuff. Christmas! Humbug! Like so much Christmassy stuff, well, one could like uh, like OD on it. Yeah, I mean, it featured actor John Doe from the band X, who I uh, uh, I guess I got got to point it out that he's not really into the holiday routine, and I think you'll you know you'll pick that up in our conversation. Uh, then I also spoke with comedian actor Donnell Rawlings. Uh, he called in to say hey, and we had a nice chat. Uh, our live musical guest was the gods themselves, and they were very entertaining with a snappy tune or two. I mean, all in all, one of my favorite Christmas specials over the years. So let's get this started. I need to introduce our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a holiday chuckle, if you would. Here you go. Ho, 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 ho. Well, maybe you could insert a bit more holiday cheer, you know, with your future laughter on demand. It's just, you know, it would be appreciated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I could try and step it up a bit. All right, all right. Um, well, now I'm supposed to acknowledge our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Go ahead and give us some very brief holiday cheer, like really brief. Well, how does one express really brief holiday cheer? Uh, well, I don't know. Just, just give it your best shot. Uh, okay, uh, very well. Uh, I wish that everyone now listening will have a very merry Christmas. Well, well done, well done. And now I'm supposed to announce our show's intern, Chance, uh, formally, uh, you know, has he's come to some kind of arrangement with our executive producer, you know, that he gets preferential treatment and be allowed unlimited airtime on this podcast. So, Chance, babble away. I'll leave the serious babbling to you, Spud. I just want to express to our listeners that I myself really appreciate them spending any of their valuable time, especially right now when everyone is so busy with that Christmas stuff. I mean, actually listening to this dinky holiday podcast is a big ask, you know? Not a joke. Hey, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean... This thing is only around like an hour. It's not like we're asking people to give us like four or five hours. Well, I know if expanding this podcast to a couple hours or so would give me sufficient time to fully express myself, I say let's expand it right now. What do you say, Spud? Podcasts can be any length, right? No way. I, too, have better things to do than waste multiple hours in front of a microphone, dude. I mean, well, I, I have a lengthy to-do list to get done before Christmas gets here. Well, you surely don't spend much time shopping for presents. As the last three years, you've given everyone in the family $10 gift cards for Subway. Maybe this year you could open your heart and bump it up to $15? Yeah. <clears throat> well, maybe. 
Uh, let me see what my checking account says, you know, the day I buy them all. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, okay, well, let, let's begin our full and complete autopsy of this vintage holiday special from December of 2014 with, with me introducing my now late mother, Safola. And I got to say, you know, Christmas is just not the same since she passed away. That's, uh, yeah, that's an understatement. I mean... Yeah, she was kind of a lousy cook, but her stuff always tasted better at this time of the year. You know, even her holiday, you know, Rice Krispie treats weren't that bad then. Snap, crackle, Rice Krispies. Okay, also, I guess we're going to be including a live musical performance from my old uh, TV show on KTCZ in Seattle featuring the Spuds. Uh, no relation. Uh, they were, of course, Lisa Koch and the late Peggy Platt who sadly passed away in 2018. She was a comic legend in the Northwest. So uh, take a listen to their snappy holiday medley as it's awesome. Uh, Dave, run the opening segment. I should probably now introduce my mother, though, Safola, who will be with us in the studio tonight as uh, we're also hanging out. Uh, I, this is our Christmas show, I guess I should say. We're uh, our, our executive producer thought we would batch process and do a radio show and a show party. What? Well, Pretty nice, huh? Yeah. How you doing, Mom? Hello, my son. Happy Hanukkah to everyone out there. You know, growing up in a bi-religious family was often quite uh, confusing with Dad being a... What was Dad again, anyway? Was like a Baptist or was he a Presbyterian? He was all over the map while we were married. So I understand why you're a bit hazy on this topic. Yeah. The last few years of his life, he was a Rastafari. That would explain that aroma that would follow him... Whenever he entered a room. Yeah, well, you know, being raised by a Jewish mom and being sent to Catholic school as a little kid was, was a little trippy, I have to say. Christmas! I don't know. Ah, just, just confusing. Well, there wasn't a Hebrew academy in our area, so we went with what we could find, okay? It wasn't that bad, but I'm glad you finally allowed me to go to public school in junior high. I mean, I mean, if Pope Francis was around then, I, I would have maybe wanted to hang around a little while longer, because I do love that guy. That was your father's call. Yeah. Mostly had to do with tuition, as he had some tough luck at the track around that time. I know, I know. I, of course, was furious, but hey... Let's remember the good times, why don't we? Well, you had a wonderful childhood. Remember? Uh, we didn't file for divorce until your junior year in high school as we stayed together as long as we could for you and your sister. But, but Mom, really, it probably would have been better for you guys to have ended the thing maybe before I could walk and talk. Because uh, I don't think wonderful is the right term to describe. Yeah, you know, I myself, I went to a military academy, grades 9 through 12. It really taught me discipline and organization. I met my wife at a dance put on by her private school during that's, the holidays. That's, really that's so hot. Yeah, yeah it is. That's we funny. were high school sweethearts. It, it's kind of a fairy tale the way she tells it. So let me get this straight. You've only been with one woman in your adult life? Seriously? Bud, it's not polite to ask those type of questions. And this is the festive season, so we can keep things on a happy well, note. Well, I just, I just want to know how that is humanly possible. You can tell me the, tr the truth about this thing when we're off the air later. Okay. Okay. Right now, it's time for some music. Here's a band that played on our holiday special at KTZZ in Seattle a heck of a long time ago, the Spuds, which, of course, are Lisa Koch and Peggy Platt. Here's our Hawaiian Christmas medley. Um, I hope you like it. Hi, we are the Spuds, and we are no relation to Spud Goodman. In right. fact, we're sort of regretting being here at all. I'm Yomi, and this is my daughter, Wanata. Hello. And right now, we'd like to tell a very quick Christmas story. This is called The Gift of the Little Match Girl. It's about a little match girl who had really, really long hair, and she was out um, selling matches, only nobody was buying them because she had nothing to strike them on. <laughs> and, um... 
So um, you might say she wasn't a very good businesswoman. So Christmas rolls around and she decides she wants to buy a nice present for her husband, who's a real deadbeat. <laughs> he got laid off at the mill. And so she decides that she has to sell her really, really long hair. Well, her boyfriend up and surprises everyone while out she's out, you know, selling her hair so that she can buy him a gun rack for his shotgun, for a shotgun. So he sells his um, shotgun to buy her a curling iron for her hair. Well, Christmas rolls around and she's bald as a billiard ball. And, uh, and he's up and sold, you know, the shotgun so there's no hire, there's no gun. It's a big flop. She ends up back out in the street selling matches. And uh, this time she freezes to death because she, of course, has no hire. Okay. Is that it, Mama? That's it. That was a chilling story. It I sure was. I think maybe we should do something that's a little warmer. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> say the spuds were amazing uh, well i remember that performance on your old tv show it was the best thing on that holiday special for sure i i know i enjoyed listening to that medley just now they were a great band would it be okay if i left the studio for a few minutes i left my snack my mom packed me in dorothy's car uh that would be a hard no we are recording right now um, man, you, you can wait to eat when we're done here. Oh, sweetie, I have some chewing gum in my purse. Will that do for now? Yeah, I guess so. Especially if it's juicy fruit. I'd never heard of that gum until you gave me some when we first started dating. What are you people? On dope? 
All right, let's let's run my interview with musician actor John Doe from the iconic band X right now. I mean, way back when we recorded this interview, I, I was kind of obsessed with getting X into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, as to this day, they've been ignored for some lame ass reason by that organization. You know, it's a gross misjustice, a, a miscarriage of justice, or whatever you want to call it. It's it's not even debatable that they belong in there. Just just take a look at some of the bands that have already made it in, and it gets you really steamed. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I won't mention any names right now uh, about you know some of the bands that are actually in that. Uh, but let's let's just say X should have been enshrined before 2014, and and this travesty lives on as I speak in 2023. Uh, Dave, run my interview with with John if you would. All right, he's there. Please uh, give a warm holiday greeting to legendary musician, actor, and friend of the show, Mr. John Doe. How the hell are you doing? Swell. Where's the where's the the canned applause? Uh, oh, there it is. Oh, it'll it'll it'll. I'm sure in post they'll add it or something. Who knows? <laughs> um, well, let me start this thing off with announcing your band X will be playing two. That's two shows at El Corazon in Seattle with your family Xmas tour. And uh, this isn't just going to be with you guys. You're going to bring the Blasters. You're going to have uh, Northwest Icons, Girl Trouble, and I guess also the Boss Martians. So that's quite a nice present to drop on the Seattle area at this time of year. Well, we're 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 givers. What can I say? Evidently, keep giving. You got to give till it hurts. Wow. Okay. Um, so the band is now performing in a slightly different form these days. Instead of going to say maybe nine or ten, you're dialing it down to maybe a six and a half with an occasional ten and a half tune. What uh, can the fans expect at your shows these days? You're full of surprises. Well, we did this uh, this crazy adventure for. Um, for Pickathon and a couple of other festivals that were more like folky bluegrass, and, and it was really cool. It was really fun. Right. It was, um, uh, it's not acoustic because nothing is acoustic anymore. You know, mm-hmm. there's no campfires involved, so it's not acoustic. It's not uh, some uh, sleepy Jack Johnson crap. So um, that's for the yeah, record. We're just, uh, you can hear the lyrics, and, and your your ears aren't ringing all the time, and and. Uh, uh, but the blasters are full tilt. This is where we're not playing the uh, go to hell punk rock set. Right uh, okay. All right. Um, well, it's you know it's the holiday season in the studio, and we're having a pretty lame Christmas party slash radio show right now. My question is: back in the day when you guys were starting out in L.A. playing the mosque and dingy punk clubs, was it ever cool to bring like fruitcake to a gig, hang mistletoe, or draw names for presents in the band? Was there room in punk rock for traditional holiday stuff? Absolutely not. Okay, that's for the record. All right. <laughs> I remember one very, I think the, maybe the first Christmas I spent uh, away from the East Coast, away from friends and family and stuff. And, and uh, we all just uh, assembled at the Whiskey A Go Go and, and, and had, a, uh, had a good time. You know, just hung out. But uh, no, we were, uh, we were more just, uh, you know, screw it. Let's just, uh, let's just another day, man. So never any Secret Santa deals uh, in the band ever, huh? That's, no. that's Okay, nope. all right. All right. Nope. Um, Excuse me, Spock. I, would you like another eggnog? I won't lie. It tastes kind of nasty. Someone brought in that horrible Safeway Lucerne brand. You'd think during the holidays, people in this organization would not bring that crap to a party. Uh, I brought the eggnog. It was on sale. I'm not going to lie here. No way I'm paying for top shelf eggnog for a radio show party. 
right, right. Sorry to sound like an eggnog snob, but it's just an important treat for our family. We make our own. The wife spends a few days whipping up enough for all of our extended family and friends. Did you bring some tonight? Uh, I'm sorry. I meant close friends. Whatever. Okay, now where was I? Um, hey, I wanted to ask you this. You released an acoustic version of the Unheard Music, and that's quite tasty, I gotta say. Where can people find it and other stuff? Oh, uh, what, what, it was on Yahoo? Was that I believe right? it was. Something like that, yeah. Um, we're trying to put it up on our website right now. And uh, the, where, where you can hear it is at the gig. Oh, come yeah. Come to the show. God, good point. Come down to Portland. All right. Come to, uh, come to the shows in Southern California or in San Francisco. And, of course, the El Corazon. Right, right. Another, another black box out there in the in the wilderness yeah well maybe they'll, they'll turn up the lights a little little brighter that night um so uh what acting gigs are you now involved in tell us about sinner's holiday if you could sinner's holiday is kind of a kickstarter that's trying to get a movie made by doing a trailer it's a it's a way that uh, a lot of people are trying to get stuff mm-hmm. uh financed nowadays uh god only knows if it's going to happen uh there was a movie that i did a year and a half ago called uh, Electric Slide that may um, that may come out and um, the most recent thing that was released is called Please to Meet Me oh yeah I saw that was with uh, Amy Mann and Great Joe movie. Henry and Loudon Wainwright the third and that was really fun it was uh, based on a This American Life episode and it uh, centers around music but we don't actually play a lot of music Joe is an engineer and I'm playing a producer Loudon Wainwright pretends to play the theremin, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's just as grumpy as can be on screen. He's actually a very nice guy, but and uh, Amy Mann isn't isn't even singing or playing bass. She's just uh, a reporter. She's a a uh, you know NPR style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend Radio. that movie. Great, great movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's really you know it's made for a dollar and a half, and it's really fun. All right, well, let's move on to a topic that um, seems to make a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe this is a little too heavy for, uh, for this time of year, but are, are we as a country now uh, a post-racial society? I mean, we have a black presence. So of course, we're, everything's pretty good, right? I mean, everybody says they aren't racially biased, so we don't really have a problem that needs to be discussed. In fact, I'm so uncomfortable discussing it, I think I might have to change the subject. So, <laughs> You're 100% right. No reason to discuss it. Yeah. All right. There uh, you go. Actually, I uh, the the real benefit of doing these acoustic gigs uh, or semi-acoustic is is that we get to play songs like "I Must Not Think Bad Thoughts," mm-hmm. uh, "Drunk in My Past," "Dancing with Tears in My Eyes," and 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 some ones that are like deep cuts. We do lose a couple like uh, "Your Phone's Off the Hook" and 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 a few like that. But um, I'm proud to be part of. Uh, Oakland and the East Bay area where there's a lot of racial diversity mm-hmm. and it's just got there's got to be some re um, thinking of, of police training period yes and, and there has been for many many years um, I'm glad that there's people in the street I'm glad there's protesting I don't know that it's going to change right away but if there's a spotlight on something things slowly but surely change you know my my biggest beef in in the world today is um you know economic disparity there's super rich and you know us somewhere in the middle um i'd make a nice living but um there's plenty of people who are just struggling and and they're 
you know, that that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I would, the, the I would have agree. And the have-nots. Absolutely. Me. Well, but, uh, yeah, it's it's insane. It's insane that that some you know the, the that cop in Cleveland was dismissed from a previous uh, law enforcement place, and they didn't even check his background. And he rolls up on some you know twelve-year-old with a freaking BB gun, and the kid's dead in three seconds. It's it was just to, you know. It's a little dispiriting. It is very much to see. Yes. Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because, you know, white guys like me. What are you bringing us down for, Spud? I don't know. I just had to to toss it out. Because white guys like me seem, you know, a lot more okay discussing erectile dysfunction than asking, you know, about racial equality in our society. So I just thought I'd throw it out. Let's move on to a happier topic. Um, Hey, do you find yourself wasting most of the day looking at cute animal videos on Facebook? I can kill six, seven hours before I know it. Cats, squirrels, (laughs) elephants, you name it. How about you? Uh, I'm I'm more on Instagram. Okay. All right. Yeah. I never I never I never uh, caught the Facebook bug, and uh, but I I am on Instagram the John Doe with two E's. Okay. And um, I I watch a couple. And you know, I kind of like the uh, the the Boston Terriers going you know like around in circles and jumping up on the sofa or or bull terriers like like jumping in the little kiddie pools and. You know, crap like that. I gotta write that down. And I gotta go Google to find that. All right, super. <laughs> um, so, John, what's been your most memorable moment performing an X show in your current slightly acoustic format? Because I, I think are the stage divers in the mosh pit a little bum in these songs? Because of course, most of us have had hips and knees replaced, so it's probably best for everyone. Uh, you know, it is probably best for everyone. There, there's, it's it's very interesting. We played the Pickathon, and there's uh, you know down near um, Portland, mm-hmm. and there's this one stage that is literally in the woods. And there's, you know, there's some kind of a gazebo that they built, and then there's bent um, branches for the top of the stage, and it's, it's like straight out of The Hobbit and and Apocalypse Now. Hmm. So it, it's totally bizarre. And uh, um, there, are, there are people like standing up in this kind of valley gorge, it, like among the trees, and it was misty, and 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 we're playing, you know, DJs playing vibes and. And it's just like, whoa. Everybody was so high. Oh, super. All right. That was interesting. That, yeah. was, that was where it all was like working, great setting, perfect. Now, we played this other uh, festival that we were um, headlining called Make the Music Go Bang. And we did it in conjunction with this venue down in Orange County. And, and people like Los Lobos and the Buzzcocks and uh, Phil and Dave Alvin and... Um, just everybody, the Paladins and Candy Cane and wow. Los Straight Jackets. There were about 40 bands in one day. We had three stages going. It was, you know, it was pretty awesome. Lots of people. Yeah. 10,000 people, something like that. <clears throat> Maybe not that many, but whatever, 7,000. And um, we played last in this sort of a semi-acoustic uh, format. And you could tell that there were a bunch of like 18 year olds who were going like what, 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 you know and they're kind of loose in there but what they had to do is kind of listen which was sort of great yeah they were like all ready to just jump on somebody's shoulders and just go berserk and but then they had to kind of step back and go huh what, what does that mean <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. There's a, there's a woman singing, and, and and it's not all testosterone. Or what 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 do I do? Did they adjust? Of course they did. All right. 
There you have it. You know, Spud, um, I don't know much about this punk rock. I mean, sure, I've heard of that Ramones group, I think they're called, but I've never really... Look, that's the Ramones. Jeez, that was almost blasphemous. Please keep your voice down. I have to finish up this interview, and I don't want John to think someone on my show could be that lame. Oh, don't you worry about me. I know my rock and roll. I have two or three of Van Halen's albums, at least one Paul Simon record, and it's not Graceland. Uh, I also got Nickelback's greatest hits as a Father's Day gift last year. Uh, how many songs on that CD? None, right? Yeah. Okay, I got to finish up this interview, so zip it, please. All right, well, hey, before we end this thing, I must state, as I have said before on this show, uh, speaking with you and also uh, on my own, a wrong needs to be righted in my lifetime. We continue to demand that X be enshrined in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and if not then, I may have to start another one, kind of like the ABA or the AFL way back, and that, that ought to shake them up. So that's a threat, and I've just tossed it out. So anyway, I know, you know, I'll, I'll leave you out of commenting on that one. So okie dokie. No, I, I can totally comment on that. All right, let's do it. Uh, I, I, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when we played in Cleveland. We did one of the four record stands uh, where we played the first four records beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum asked us there. And while we were there, we saw several um, bands coming in from out of town, rolling in in their you know crappy white van, and they toured the museum for free, and, um, and it was cool. And... It it truly isn't about whether you're in, uh, enshrined in that or not. It truly isn't. So I I don't feel bad. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, it's not a you know art isn't a uh, competition. So uh, if you want to start another one, you can you can do that. I'm but, just uh, I'm already formulating okay. ideas. I, I'm thinking you know, about. I, it. I know that I know that we're um, comparable to uh, the Clash or the Ramones or. or Pretenders or a blondie and yes. things like that. You know, yes. we, just, we never had a hit, but so what? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, will, yeah. I, I will just drop it at that, but I think uh, I think people that are listening to this show at this point uh, already get that, so I don't really need to beat that yeah. one up. But all right. All right, okie dokie. Once again, check out X on their family Xmas tour with the Blasters, Girl Trouble, and the Boss Martians. Don't miss this one. All right, John, uh, we really appreciate you once again checking in with us, okay? You bet, Spud. I'm not real familiar with most of those bands in that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I know the Beach Boys are in it, right? Now, uh, how about Jan and Dean? Uh, I don't know about Jan and Dean, but yeah, the Beach Boys are in it. Oh, I don't understand why Jethro Tull is still being denied entry. Ian Anderson is a musical genius and also was a great guest on your radio show, Spud. Yeah. He was on a couple of times, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, Ian has a legitimate beef with those guys, too. There's no doubt about that. I, I don't know how much, though, he really cares about it. I, I never asked him that question when he was on the show. My dad really loves Jethro Tull. He used to play the flute in the marching band during high school. Mm -hmm. He takes it out and plays it occasionally now. You know, when he's had a few drinks in him. I've never seen him swing the flute around while playing it. Maybe sometime over the years when my sister and I went to bed. I know my mom doesn't care for his flute playing, so he probably did it all alone in the rec room. Well, that's really nice to know, Chance. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. But let's move on to my interview and in-studio live performance by our musical guest, the gods themselves, Dave Hiddett. 
All right, it's musical guest interview time. Uh, please say hello to a band that's been getting a, a bit of buzz in publications around the country. And though I'm not exactly an expert on what the heck the word buzz means, uh, I think it's a good thing. Say hello to the gods themselves. Hello. Welcome. Hello. All right. Uh, hey, please ID yourselves now, uh, or I will like wait a few days and have a lab confirm your identities through DNA left behind in the studio. So you might, might as well just give up, give up your name right now, please. Uh, my name's Astra, and I play guitar and sing. I'm Damien. I play baritone guitar. I'm Colin. Drums. All right, super. Um, I think the guitar picks are going to stay, both of you, though, um, just in case we do need to run the, the testing. So, and Astra, who were your uh, role models in rock when you first decided to get uh, give this band thing a try? Uh, big, big fan of Ian Svenonius from uh, Nation of Ulysses and The Makeup and Weird War. Big inspiration for me. All right. Um, guys, how about you? I'd say Charlie Mingus. Ooh, all right. Super. Um, probably I was a big Zeppelin fan when I was younger. Bonham, um, some of the drummers from that era. The big, the big sound drummers, huh? That's right. That's all right. right. All right. Um, hey, as stated, uh, you have been getting some, some good press with the new record, which is self-titled, by the way. Have you uh, started on the follow-up, or are you like putting that on hold for a while? No, we're, uh, we're writing new songs right now. We've actually got two that we've been working on, and uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited. I think we're going to step it up a little bit, too. Super. All right. Hey, does the band have a position on evolution, fact, or a lie made up by Satan-loving scientists? Go ahead, boys. <laughs> I'd say fact. Oh, really? You're gonna take a risk on that? Okay. Anybody else? I, I would say fact, but I do believe in Santa Claus. Okay. All I'm right. gonna have to do a little more research on that one. All right, there we have it. Christmas, ha, ha, humbug. The gods themselves. <laughs>
to check out and see if the gods themselves are doing any live shows right now as they were like uh really good uh but anyway okay now we're gonna play one of dave's pastiches uh this one of course deals with christmas and santa roll it <laughs> you're tuned in on santa claus you know you boys and girls have been especially good lately is it because christmas is so near <laughs> You can say that again. You're right. I get it. <laughs> I always come around at Christmas time. Thank goodness for that. I always come around at Christmas time. You can say that again. I always come around at Christmas time. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Midnight is usually the time I park my reindeer on the housetop. You're kidding. And come down the chimney. Are you kidding? <laughs> I park my reindeer on the housetop. You can say that again. I park my reindeer on the housetop. Yes. And come down the chimney. No. To fill good little boys and girls stockings with toys. Now you know why. I get it. And now we're going to return to our conversation in the studio back then. Uh, I think we started arguing uh, about that stupid gift exchange we did then. You know, I mean, I mean, who needs more weak ass presents? You know, the crap that goes into the garbage can right after you take down the tree, uh, you know, when nobody's looking. Uh, so and then my mom tried to 
get everyone to start singing Christmas carols. You guys remember that? Oh, or do, I don't yeah. know if you were listening or yeah, whatever. But there's nothing more special about Christmas than singing Christmas carols, Spud. You never have appreciated how special that experience is. Oh, Gerald, if you're thinking about belting out any Christmas carols right now, then I'm out of here. I can't take this! No offense, but really, you can't carry a tune. It's like listening to cats mating. A very guttural sound. Oh, I, I do not sound guttural. Um, but, but I mean, what does guttural sound like again? <laughs> I've heard you at a few karaoke sessions, you know, when the whole, the whole crew went out and, uh, you don't even do guttural sounds justice. Okay. I mean, well, forgetting about that. Let's just move on to my interview with actor, comedian, Donnell Rawlings. Uh, this is one funny dude. And I mean, he was so great on Chappelle's show. Uh, Dave run the segment. All right, please say hello to actor, comedian, Donnell Rawlings. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. I like the intro. Short, straight to the point, mom's birth name, and keep it moving. That's exactly <laughs> what we try to do, yeah. Um, well, I got to lead off with a question about your experience doing Chappelle's show. I, I should add, uh, we had Charlie Murphy on a couple times also, and I, I ran this by him. Looking back on that was, you know, it's clearly a historic TV comedy show that left a mark. Uh, any clue while you were doing it that it would be remembered like it is? I, I don't. I didn't have a clue that would be remembered like the way it is today. Today, people still come up as if the shows are uh, coming on every week. Yep. I, I thought we were doing something special while we were doing it, but you know, you have a lot of shows that come out and, like for two or three years. People are excited about it. Like, oh, I remember that show. But then you go into like the tenth, eleventh year, and people still, you know, talk about the show as if it was yesterday. I would have never expected that. But you know, I embrace it. It's been good for my career. And uh, it's been good for everybody that's been um, uh, a part of that show. Mm -hmm. Well, does it bug you to have people come up to you on the street or at the mall and ask you to say those famous words that ended each episode? I'd say them out loud right now, but I'm pretty sure you have them copyrighted. No, I don't have them copyrighted. That's one of the things I'm upset with Dave about anything. I wish I could have traded a couple of... I'm rich uh, for a couple of Ashy Larry's. I'd be rich right now. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know... I think in this business of comedy, you, you know, you do you go your whole career trying to be noticed or remembered by something. That's how people become your fans and why you can get people to come see you. But um, I don't regret anybody coming to me asking. I was just in um, Abu Dhabi and I had a situation where a fan approached me and he wanted me to say that famous line. But I looked around in my circle. I'm hanging around all these billionaires and millionaires and sheiks. I was like, I don't know if it's a good time to do that catchphrase right now. I would try to get back to the United States. Well, you know, my listeners aren't aren't quite in that economic uh, strata, so uh, could you lay it out for my listeners right now? I'm rich, Biatch! Okay. There you go. <laughs> Super. All right. Can I disturb you for a brief moment here, Spud? Do you feel Donnell would enjoy a nice Christmas gift for coming on the show? I happen to have maybe a half dozen Starbucks cards. I got them free from my other job at South Seattle Carpet Linoleum. Was that necessary to get that plug in right now? Well, I thought it would be a fair trade out for the gift cards so we can give them to guests for taking the time to call into the show. I doubt Donnell would want a Starbucks gift card. How much are they for? Ten bucks. That would buy like half a muffin. No thanks, he will pass. Now keep it down, would you? Um, hey, you were also on one of the all-time greatest cable TV shows dramas ever, The Wire on HBO, produced uh, by David Simon. Um, you played uh, Damien Lavelle, Day Day Price. How intense 
on the set uh, were you know were those shoots because I mean that it 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 was just a, an amazing show. I, I'll, I'll say that like the people that are, David's cast uh, in this show was like everybody's on point. Like as serious as the show was, we still had fun while we were doing the show, not in certain moments, but the fact that you know we were doing a show that the streets, intellects, everybody, every everybody. Everybody enjoyed The Wire. I had nothing but fun doing The Wire. I did the first season, and the last season. I was nervous because normally HBO, when they come down to the last season of any of their series, the writers get vindictive and start doing weird things. Like, I don't know if you remember on, on the show Oz, there were people that were getting like raped on Oz that wasn't even on Oz, man. It's like, dude, I'm on Nickelodeon. I'm just trying to walk to the bathroom, man. So... I'm happy David Simon didn't take me in that direction, but working on the Y was a great feeling. Working with some of the people that worked on the Chappelle show and to continue that relationship on the Y was, was was ultimate. Well, you know, you you wonder if 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 David's working on any projects reflecting uh, current day, uh, uh, you know, uh, what what's going on right now. Obviously, it's been going on forever, but maybe some people are now actually uh, cluing into to reality. But I, I don't know what his future projects are. But man, he, he with his skill level, he could, he, uh, you know, it'd be amazing to see what he could do. And I wouldn't be surprised if he came up with another like through the life um, series. One of the reasons I think that. The why didn't go on as much because I think he probably man, ran out of, of uh, out of good storylines, and he wants to be fresh, man. That guy, like my relationship started with him. I worked on the corner, right? And the corner led to me on the wire. I'm unfortunately I couldn't work on Treme, but if you look at his body work, he continues to work people that he's comfortable with, and he always always comes with up with good stuff that are that are entertaining with a lot of integrity. You know, Treme is one of my. I mean, I I. I don't know what it is about that show, but it, it, it allows you to just basically jump into that culture and you feel like you're actually there. I mean, it's pretty difficult to pull off with a television show, but that that was a special, special production, in my opinion. But. Yeah, and then what, what makes production like that so special is, like, your talent pool. You know what I mean? Like, he has a good eye for great talent. And, like, if you have a great writer and you have great talent, it's kind of hard not to succeed with those tools, you know? Right, right. Well, hey, excuse me, Spud. With all the demands of the holiday season, you know, I cannot tell you how long my honey-do list was this last Saturday. So I was wondering if maybe this would be a good time to stop and take a moment and acknowledge how fortunate we've all been this year. You know, I like... Hey, can't, can't this wait until I'm done interviewing Donnell here? I'm almost done. Can you just keep your mouth quiet until then? Absolutely not a problem. I just thought this might be an appropriate time for us all to give thanks for everything. Seriously, that is pre-Christmas dinner talk. You know, before everyone starts pigging out. I'm doing an interview right now, and I don't think Donnell appreciates these interruptions. Keep your mouth on lockdown, please. All right, super. Well, Donnell, what's your take on the uh, Philadelphia 76ers? Do you think the UN or NATO should intervene and rescue them from a probable embarrassment of a, a maybe a 2-80 and 80 season? What do, we, what do you think? I mean, if whatever union or whatever nation that, uh, you know, oversees that first thing, media and Washington Redskins fan, I would like them to work the same magic for the Redskins. If oh. they can work it for the Redskins, then they definitely can work it for the 76. Yeah, okay, all right. So uh, what are your mid-range career goals right now? Uh, just to stay, like, excited about what I do and just to every day try to be better. You know, I've been doing it for um, 20 years now, and I had a conversation with someone the other day. I was like, you know, it really still feels like I'm on my third and fourth year. As long as you don't 
get settled and content, and you're always looking to grow and make yourself better. You know, whatever you're doing, you'll enjoy it for life. So I just want to stay relevant and stay funny, and then whatever happens from that, All right. I'm ready. I'm ready, and it's up that. All right, super. Uh, Donnell, my last, last, this is the last question. Uh, what's been your most memorable moment in show business to this point? Um, I would have to say I've, I've done a lot of things, but um, Dave Chappelle uh, did a did a, a ten ten day uh, ten dates at Radio City Music Hall maybe like two months ago, and um, I was you know lucky enough to be able to open for eight of those shows, and to be able to see your career come to a point where you've worked on quality programs, you worked with some good people, you've got the accolades, but to go to Radio City Music Hall and just to see all these fans and all these fans and people that contribute to your success in front of you in one of the most prestigious spots in the world and to be able to rip that I think that was definitely a great moment in my career uh, that's not a bad room to play yeah I, I heard it's uh, kind, of, kind of famous alright man we really uh, want to thank you for checking in with us tonight okay no problem thanks for having me alright take it easy anybody got an iPhone who got an iPhone I know some, anybody got an iPhone 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 f*** you f*** you f*** you f*** you I hate people with iPhones. iPhone people are cocky as shit, man. They think they better than everybody because of that iPhone. You always can tell an iPhone person because they always get this thumb. They got the iPhone thumb. Everything is like this. They just wake up in the morning, just do this shit all day. They just do this. All they say is iPhone, iPhone. I got an iPhone, iPhone, iPhone. They don't lose their phone. You lose your phone? No, I lost my iPhone, iPhone, iPhone. I got an iPhone, 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 iPhone. And they just do this shit all day. They just like to flip for no reason. Look at my iPhone just do this right here. They love doing that movie. Watch this. I can make it bigger. I can make it bigger. Apple is so cocky. They can put an eye in front of anything and you want that the next day. They come out with an iCock. Look, I got a new iCock. Look. I, I got it in black. They wasn't really selling the white ones. I guess. <laughs> look, I can make it bigger. Look, 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 look. To make my iCock bigger. 64 gigs of black iCock. I don't know if I would want an iCock, because if you f- I drink too much, I f- trying to lose my passcode. You get two chances. If you don't get it, your dick is locked down for 48 hours. You're like, f- what's my code? It's locked. You know, I've never heard of that TV show Danelle was on, The Wire. Was that on CBS? <laughs> no, it was not a network TV show. Uh, this oh. was this was not another NCIS Topeka, Kansas or whatever, okay? Uh, the Wire was on HBO and it's still available there. I mean, it holds up today for sure uh, after all these years. And it's must-see TV, okay? Except for you. You would hate it. Oh, yes, Gerald. You probably should steer clear of The Wire. It might be a bit unsettling to you, as I know you live in a gated community yourself. Um, That's safe for you, but one day you really need to explore the real world in this country, outside of suburbia. But as you watch the Fox News station all the time, I'm I'm sure you would wet your pants, even at a Popeye's drive-thru. This in our pants yet? Yeah. What is a Popeye's? Uh, let's move on here to a calling segment, I guess. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, with this one, at first I was a little shook as it was my first contact, you know, with this young man. He, uh, 
He mistakenly thought I was his actual father. Uh, for those who maybe didn't catch this episode or don't remember or whatever, I mean, he he called in, uh, you know, on a later episode too. But this was my like initial encounter with him. Yeah, and he has a name, Spud. It's Josh. Oh yeah, I was listening to this episode as it was on played before I came on the show. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it really it was uncomfortable for me hearing Josh try to connect with you, Spud. I have no idea if he is actually your son, but I thought back then that you could have handled it a bit better. Well, I don't know who this kid is, but surely he would be better off than making you a part of his life, Spud. No offense, but you'd make a pretty horrible father. Uh, well, part of me wants to strongly disagree with you, Chance, but I, I'm not going to lie here. You, you might have a point. Um, yeah, I, you know, I may not be dad material. Oh, no. Well, I remember this call very well, and I did what I could do to salvage the situation and save him from serious hurt feelings. It, it was Christmas time, Spud. His feelings were not hurt. I mean, I, I got to say, well, he was a hell of a lot more tour than I was at his age. Yeah, let's just let's just listen to it. Dave, uh, run the call-in segment, please. Uh, you should take this one. Well, fine. Call, are you there? Yeah, it's the holidays, and my mom and, thought, my mom and I thought the right thing to do would be to call you and wish you a Merry Christmas. So, mom, oh, Merry yeah. Christmas. Okay, fine. Merry Christmas to you, too. Is that all you have for me? You don't recognize my voice, do you? Well, uh, I do take a lot of calls, you know, and I don't exactly have caller ID right now. Well, ask him his name, Spud. He sounds like a sweet young man. Mom, Mom, teenagers will lull you into a false comfort zone, and then they'll turn on you faster than the speed of light and slit your throat. So, um, so, do, kid, do I know you, or I don't, don't sound familiar? I called last month, but uh, you said someone at the station would contact me and get my phone number to you, but I've never heard from anyone. Oh, I could blame them on one of our interns, I guess, but... I don't even remember talking to you. So I, I, somebody, somebody, uh, whatever. I'm your son, or my mom is pretty sure what? I'm your son. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Spud, I wasn't on the show that this young man called in, but I was listening at home. Uh, it was quite an emotional experience for everyone hearing that conversation. Yeah, I, remember the I guess I missed that show. I had no idea my son had a little baby. No one told me. This is wonderful news. Look, I didn't mention this to you, Mom, because I don't think it's true. Number one, you do know how often this happens to celebrities, right? Women come out of the woodwork claiming this sort of thing. It's, it yeah. happens every day. But, but that's, that mostly involves celebrities with money. Uh, what possible motive would this young man's mom have here? Uh, who knows? You just don't know those things. My mom is... My mom isn't interested in the filing a paternity suit. She doesn't even want me to contact you, but I just want a chance to meet up with you and see for myself if you really are as big of a jerk as she says. You know, I just don't like to make toys. She, she sort of has a temper, too. Can I, yeah. can I ask your name? It's Josh. I guess you would be my grandmother, right? Yeah! My mom's mother... My mom's mother passed away before I was born, so 
do you prefer grandma or what? Our I mean, family is pretty well. informal, Josh. Call me whatever you are comfortable with. I am so filled with joy right now. What a great holiday blessing sent to our whole family. Mom, mom, mom. if he's in fact... You can't prevent everything. I don't know. If he's in fact my son, do, do, do you get it that now I'm way behind on a buttload of Christmas and birthday gifts? Do you understand that since my visa is at its limit, catching up is going to be beyond difficult to say the least? Hey, hey J- Josh, right? I, I hope you're more into like the simple things in life and not like $200 Nikes and top-of-the-line Beats headphones. I have all the Jordans I need, and I prefer my Sennheiser headphones, like, way better. Beats are overrated. You don't need to worry about buying me stuff. That's not why I want uh, well, to meet with okay. you. Okay. Well, that that's nice to hear. Josh, what are you and your mom doing for Christmas dinner? We have plenty of room at my place. I would love to meet you and your mom. Mom, mom, that might not be a good idea, as I don't even remember Josh's mom. How old are you, anyway? I'll be 17 next month. Well, that was a long time ago. For all I know, your mom's now a gun freak or something. I, I don't, I don't, I can't even place her. To be frank with you, maybe we could meet somewhere in public on, say, Christmas Eve. You and I, and I could give you like a nice McDonald's gift certificate. How about the food court at the mall around five? Are you oh. no prison, Spud? I would never allow a son of mine to spend Christmas Eve at a mall food court. Invite him and his mother to Christmas dinner for God's sake. Well, fine. Okay, Josh. That's your name, right? Ask your mom if she has plans for Christmas dinner. I'm sure she's busy. I'm sure she's booked. But if not, then maybe you can message me on her Facebook page and someone will pass it on to me or something. Nonsense. Josh, don't hang up, and I will get you and your mother's phone numbers. All right. Tell, tell your mom to remember, if she had bad memories of me, people can change, all right? And also, could you maybe ask her if, if, if we could set up, like, a paternity test as soon as possible? I mean, you know, it can wait until, like, the 26th or 27th, all right? So, anyway, I guess, I guess I'll see you on Christmas Day. Take it easy and always use protection, all right? All right, uh, well, right now I'm being told we need to move on to something else. I know my mom really took to Josh for sure. It kind of creeped me out as, as I didn't want her to bond with him, only to find out later that it was all a big mistake, you know? Uh, I guess we'll never know, as you never did take that paternity test, did you? Well, he and his mom, you know, didn't want me to. I mean, they, they did not insist on sure. it. Uh, I sort of volunteered on the air if you were listening to me, even though, you know, I am freaked by needles. It's a good thing you're not overweight, Spud, because Ozempic would not save you eating yourself to death then. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, all right, Chance. Yeah, well, I remember your mother telling me how stressful it was for her to calm you down enough to even allow the doctor to give you the required shots when you were little. Oh, my gosh, you had a set of lungs on you back then and would never shut up. We will definitely not uh, shut up and dribble. Uh, you know, I've never said I was an easy kid to raise on Dorothy, you know? I fully stipulate <laughs> to being a high-maintenance child. Yeah. All but right. right. At least that Christmas dinner, you know, with Josh went okay. His mom didn't come. His, uh, it's probably that was probably a blessing. Uh, but but he he seemed to enjoy himself. I I, I didn't hear from him again until he called into the show again. If you know, a few months later. Anyway, let let's just move on to I guess uh, some more Christmas music from our show's orchestra, Accordion Joe. Uh, Dave, hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, for your Yule tide enjoyment. The festive holiday musical stylings of Accordion Joe. (laughs) 
even though I hate accordion music, Joe is a pretty good accordion player. Kind of is less annoying with Christmas music. Hey, you got to admit, the guy's really talented, okay? Uh, he's, he's a very talented accordion player. Uh, that's, yeah. Besides being a fine gentleman, isn't he a great accordion player? So anyway, now we're going to return to the in-studio discussion we had. Uh, I, I, I think I had to ask, you know, my fellow staff members to cut off my mother from the heavily spiked eggnog that was brought in. I mean, I mean, she, she could handle her alcohol normally, but, but that stuff was hardcore. <laughs> uh, I just sniffed it and got a contact high. Dave, Dave, run that segment. All right. Thank God this thing's about over. Mom, you need to cut back on the eggnog right now. Mm. On one over there has laced it with a healthy dose of his homegrown stuff boiled down to some kind of liquid. I don't know what it is. And I hope he didn't toss in any molly this time, too. Is that your third or fourth glass? Who's counting? Boy, you are still such a buzzkill at your age. Where did your father and I go wrong? Uh, Mrs. Goodman, if you're feeling a bit too tipsy, I suggest calling a cab for a safe trip home. Cabs are expensive, Greg. Oh, it's Gerald, and I would be glad to pay for your cab ride home. Well, that is very sweet of you, but I'll be fond of the bus. Spud, I might have to borrow your bolo paddle in case I run into any of those crazies. They walk around town here late at night. What? It is Christmas time, and they seem harmless. You know, I don't believe in vampires, but they sure are all over television these days. Mom, Mom those are drunks. They might sleep during the day, but they're not vampires. And, and you're not going to take the bus. I'm, I'm going to get you home, okay? There's no way I'm going to let that happen. If I, if I could, I just want to wish everyone here in the studio and also everyone listening a happy holidays. I know, speaking right. for myself, this year has been one I'll never forget. Yeah, kiss ass. Seriously, who would have thought I would be co-host on a radio show well, now? No, let's, Bumbles, let's, just, let's be truthful, okay? Uh-huh. You are just the temporary permanent co-host. A lot can change. Oh. If I were you, I would consider this a day-to-day arrangement. Yep, I believe it's temporary permanent. It's a temporary permanent position. Um, that it depends sounds- on how you look at it. Uh, now, boys, let's remember it's the holiday season. Can't we just get along? Uh, you are so right, Mrs. Goodman. Merry Christmas, everyone. And Spud, now that I may have a grandson, I expect you to bring him by to visit with me. Tonight has been a night to remember for oh, sure. Oh, look, I can bring this kid by to visit you, but you know, with my really long, low T cell, you know, I mean, my T, uh, whatever the T count, yeah, whatever it is. Um, I've had a low T count, all right, and also a low sperm count, so there's no way. There's like maybe a 5% chance that this kid is mine, all right? I don't want to bum you out hey, listen, here. Listen, regardless of how a possible paternity test turns out, Spud, I think the least you could do is invite him over for Christmas dinner. By the way, you know, our family may have to celebrate our holiday meal at a restaurant this year because the kitchen's being remodeled. Boo. Uh, kids are pretty upset about it. What? You will not have Christmas dinner at a restaurant. Any co-host of Spuds is welcome at our table. Well, as I said, he is just a temporary... Temporary permanent co-host. And we would love to come by for dinner on that special day, Mrs. Goodman. The kids will be so happy to hear this. (sighs) Whatever. All right. Anyway, I'm Spud Goodman. For everyone here with the show, we wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and all that stuff. Gerald, I I forgot you wormed your way into our family Christmas dinner live on the air. You know, what, what was my mother supposed to say? No, you can't come. And, and, you know, and everyone listening then thinks she's like a monster or something. Well played, man. Ooh, yeah. What nonsense. 
your mother really enjoyed my family and I coming over that year to her place to celebrate our Lord and Savior's birthday. I will admit, I was a bit taken back that we did not clasp hands and recite a few prayers before we ate, but I adjusted, and I think quite well, to that rather significant oversight. You know, sometimes the non-believers amongst us just need more time to come to their senses, you know? Uh, yeah, I guess we do. Uh, you do. You know, I need some more time. You know, I, that that's a fact. You know, I, I do uh, kind of end all my shows uh, with a God bless. Yeah, I mean, I'm everybody's heard it over the years. I and I guess I should, a little backstory to that is there is no backstory. Because I'm not really that religious or anything, but... But just in case, I want to cover all the bases. You know, you know what I'm saying. And it only makes common sense. We don't do prayers at the dinner table at my parents for Christmas or any other holidays, but we try to have a moment of silence. Mostly just because my uncle, who's always at the dinners, normally won't stop yelling crazy stuff. So it's at least a brief bit of peace for everyone else. Well, I look forward to attending those dinners after the wedding, babe. Yeah, my mom said you could come after we're officially married. She thinks then it will make everyone more comfortable, except probably my uncle. He'll for sure have something rude to say. You know, Chance, if things get too uncomfortable at Christmas this year, you and your fiance Dorothy here are welcome at the Holcomb family holiday gathering. The more, the merrier, I always say. Oh, thank you, Gerald. But that won't be necessary. Chance and I do have plans to celebrate Christmas after he's done with his family's dinner in the afternoon. Yeah, I can slide out after dessert and no one will notice I'm gone. Usually, everyone's half asleep in the living room. Even my loudmouth uncle sort of dials it down a notch or two. It must be the turkey factor. That trypto-something effect. Um, I, I think it's called tryptophan, although I'm no expert. But uh, and that's why I don't eat birds or any animals right now, for that matter. You know, there, there's, a, there's a price to pay. And how do you think they look at Christmas, okay? I mean, being the main meal for humans who eat them, you know, until they passed out. Um, you know, I myself, I'll take a large double cheese pizza for Christmas dinner or, or any holiday meal. Spud, you eat pizza at least four or five days a week. Can't you come up with a different meal for special dinners? No wonder the women in your life just gave up on you becoming normal. A pretty sobering fact. Hey, I, I just don't do normal well, okay? Let's just wrap this episode now. I, I want to go home and, and do a, like a pedicure on my feet. I, I don't like touching feet, especially my own, but it's a lot cheaper to do those yourself. Uh, yeah, and no one else has to see how gross they look you know, prior to doing them. You know... I do my wife's pedicures, and I'll, I'll admit, I really enjoy doing it. Yes, she would prefer to go to a professional, but she indulges me. That is messed up, yo. I am totally grossed out now, so I'm done here. Yeah, right. Okay, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. And, and, oh, yeah, happy holidays. Someday, I'd like to be a, a dentist. What? Bumbles bounce! What?
You have been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, the Internet's last line of defense in the ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pites. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Inside the Spud Goodman Radio Show podcast, copyright 2023, Spud Goodman Productions. Whoa!